What's going on, everyone? It's the Commissioner here. Want to let you know that we have a brand new, exciting episode on the show today. Uh, up on the front here, we have a brand new guest that is coming onto the podcast for the very first time ever to tell his story, to tell his story to us from when he was little to all the way where he is now. We got the boy Devin White here on the show today. Devin White, being what he is, a very talented basketball player from high school at Elkins High. Shout outs to the Mo City folks. That's us over here. All the way going into Oklahoma Christian, bringing them to the national tournament for the first time ever. And on top of all of that, he got to work out with a few G League teams. He's here today to tell his story. Huge Rockets fan. And it was such an honor to get to hear his story about where he came from, his love and inspiration for basketball, and where it all stemmed from, and all the the good things and the heartbreak that he had to endure to get to where he wanted to go, to get to the college where he wanted to go, from being cut to being redshirted and finally succeeding and being a captain and a starter and being an all-defensive player for his team. This is his story right here. He's also a very, very big Rockets fan, so we're also going to talk about the Houston Rockets as well, who he thinks the Rockets should draft with that number two pick. And of course, we're going to talk about 2018, the most successful year in Rockets history outside of the two titles, the pure an emotional heartbreak that all three of us felt the second that Chris Paul went down and ultimately losing to Golden State. So you're going to get very raw emotion here uh, from not just Devin, from all of us, and you're going to get to kind of understand him as a person, but more importantly, our love for the Houston Rockets and our love for basketball, it just runs so deep. So you're going to be in, it's going to be in telling here in a great and fantastic episode in store for y'all today. So that's enough of me talking. Let's go ahead and jump forward now with a brand new episode for the very first time ever introducing Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman, here on The Summit State of Mind. At times I feel old like I'm going out of style, so I turn down the music on my FM dial. I beg of you to come and listen for a while and look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. With me, of course, is my brother, my tag team partner, the newly job-funded man, the GM, Justin. How's it going, man? Oh, did I did I, did I, did I accidentally... Uh, did I, did I, did I, I, didn't tell, I didn't tell anybody. Well, not, well, people at work, but not many people. But yes, your boy got a new job. Congrats. So, yeah. Promotion he's trying to, uh, yeah, you know, got a new job. Yeah. Well, I'm me traveling around the city a little bit more, you know, having some fun and, uh, you know, making a little bit more kish, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're just, this, just, just making it happen. So, you know, yeah. yeah. On That's this right. hot Thursday. Ugh. <laughs> I know, I know, but let, let you know, you know, I'm tired of talking about the heat, man. Let's talk about something cool, something, you know, let's get, let's get colder in here. We got some ice in our veins right now because I got another guest on the show. Brand new guest, all credit to the GM, a good friend of his. I'm going to, let's see if I can, I, I asked, I asked him before the episode started. I was like, I'm going to lob it up as best as I could. And I, and I know my boy's going to jam it. I have no worries there. Right here. All right. Introducing right here. He was a top 40 prospect in Houston and during high school. Top 100 in the entire state of Texas. Went to Oklahoma Christian College. Was a starter through most of his tenure there. Was a captain for three years. Part of the only team in Oklahoma Christian history to make it to the national final. They only lost by three points. 
super salty, by the way. I did not like I did not like that part of it. And then played <laughs> semi-pro for a while, worked worked out with a few G League teams as well. He is a good dude. He's been following us from day one. Our homie, now our now my homie, and of course the GM's homie right here, Devin freaking White, right here for y'all live in hey. studio. How's it going, man? My guy, hey, you wasn't lying when you said you was gonna throw that lob, man. That was amazing. <laughs> man. That was amazing. That was like the perfect pass that anybody could throw. That was absolutely amazing, man. But I, I appreciate being on the show. Yeah. Uh, I love what you guys are doing, man. And just like I said, I couldn't, like I told you earlier, I couldn't wait to get off because I was eager to get home. I was eager. I was, I was like, hey, they asked me to be on the pod. Like, oh my god, I gotta get home, man. So, we yeah, we man. are humbled, bro. We're humbled to have you. Like, I still remember the days in high school. I'm pretty sure. I think may, might maybe one day I threw you a lob because you know your boy's only five eight. I ain't jamming yeah. up. <laughs> you know, like you, you, you remember me, bro. I was hanging out mm. perimeter. I was shooting the Jays like no tomorrow. Fly. I, you already know, bro. Green light all day, but yes, you know. So, yeah, man, I remember that. I remember one of the games against the Dulles, bro. You went off, too, when, yeah. when that, that senior year, bro. Yes. I remember that. That was a, that was Let a year know. to remember. Let them know. I remember that year. Kenny was with us, too. When we yeah. were like, I remember during those games, Ken, like yes. our boy Devin. Yeah, yeah know, he always bro. said, he was like, yo, my boy Devin, man, he's about to go off. Hey, <laughs> I, I, it was something about seeing a Vikings jersey that oh, just bro. got to me. Vikings, Hurricanes, you know. Uh, who else? I mean, really, those two. But I'm yeah. still. I, to this the day, then. yeah, they yeah. were. But to this yeah. day, I mean, what we're, I mean, what is this? We're 13 years. Golly. it's been so long, bro. <laughs> 13 it's, it's years removed. <laughs> it's bro. been real, bro. But I am still salty about how our senior season ended, and it was. Man, I remember that. Yeah, because we, <laughs> we was the, y'all we beat there. them twice during the season. I remember them, them boys, Thomas and Abel. Those are my dudes. I remember yeah. being able to work together, man. That was mm-hmm. my that's my boy over in yeah. Philippines now. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout but out I was to just Abel. I was just like, yo, bruh, why you gotta do us like that, man? <laughs> man, I mean I they, they made it to state though. They made it to finals. They did, so they did. I was pulling for to them. them too. I was yeah, me for too, too, man. That boy Willie Warren showed him what's up. It was tough. You remember. Dude, but dude. I remember it oh, being yeah. close, right? Was it like a uh, – it was a back-and-forth affair, right? It was a little like – if Man, I remember correctly, was it? It was nothing but a back-and-forth affair yeah. until until about late third quarter. Okay. And then Dre Harrison, D'Angelo Harrison, and they just – Yeah, they took bro. Off. I, remember them, I remember them brothers. Dre and D'Angelo took off. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we can't leave Abel and Thomas because once they cross half court, there was Steph before Steph. I mean, yeah. like, before, when they cross half court, you got to be out there. Um, uh, Adrian Kinu, he was killing. I mean, their team was just fully loaded. I mean, but it was back and forth, great defensive effort. But once they finally was able to break us down, they just took off. I mean – they Coach were Carabine over there had it going. Yeah, yeah bro. They had it. They had that offense. They were running like I remember how they ran the offense. Was, it was really slow, methodical. And it's, t- it's the point was to make y'all fall asleep on D. And mm-hmm. in the, you know, they were so precise. They didn't turn the ball over ever. So that was the thing. That was the thing. So I just remember I was like, man, they're running this shit's. Whoa, the pace, <laughs> the pace changed completely you know, from first they, they second knew, half. They knew what they were talking about. There was a the Greg Popovich offense, I could tell. I was like, oh, <laughs> y'all taking it to half court and let's lull them to sleep. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I, I hated it. I hated yeah. it. And the, and the crazy thing is that, like, obviously playing against it, I hated it. But it's crazy how things come full circle because in college, 
we ran that same exact offense <laughs> like okay. my first two years there. <laughs> so it was like slow, methodical. We dribble towards you. Oh, they overplayed back cut. And that's, ex- mm-hmm. I was just like, this is exactly what Dallas did to us. And mm-hmm. my entire year, so on varsity, like, mm-hmm. and I see why it worked for them. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. Well, you know what? That's a good uh, that's a good kickoff to our, our first topic of the day. Uh, you know, people do you know, people for people that don't know who it is. This is Devin White, man. This is a, a good friend, a good friend of my brother's for a long time. Uh, play. He's, you play basketball most of your life, um, basically all your life. Oh, yeah. real quick, though, you know, everyone has a nickname when they come on the show. Devin, you play you play hoops for for a long time in your life. You got a go to nickname for you? Uh, so it was always, I mean, it was always, everybody saw me was D white, but when I got to Oklahoma, uh, being a Houston kid, nobody really knew me. I started playing, uh, pick up out there, playing league, uh, leagues out there. And, uh, one of my, one of my boys threw me a hoop, came out of nowhere, dunked it. And right then and there, he was like, that's what I'm talking about flight. I was like, Oh See, I remember. I remember your uh, your handle was that before, and hence yeah. the, and that's when uh, that's when <laughs> when flight came about. So, uh, okay, flight in Oklahoma, nobody knows my name. Nobody knows I'm Devin White. So if you say, "Hey, you know who Devin White is?" They'd be like, "Who?" They say, "Flight." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know who Flight is." So that's <laughs> like that's a legend. The, I, I love that. I love that, bro. That's the name. It's crazy because like yeah. I uh, I was playing in a program out there, and somebody was like, uh, "Hey, is Devin White here?" And I was like. Yo, that's that's me. He's like, oh, flight. That's your name. Oh, okay, my fault. It's like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know whether to feel good or feel disrespected. Like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, Yo, man, man, flight would have to be the go-to nickname, man. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? We're gonna call you flight. We're gonna call you flight on the show. But his name is Devin. His name is Devin White. We know your name. Yes. We're gonna make sure we put respect <laughs> yeah. in that name. I appreciate with this that. episode. We're gonna put respect that. in that name. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I appreciate man. that. All right, well, you cannot come on the show. It's your first time ever on the show. You cannot come on the show without answering at least one Rockets question. I have to ask you, uh, Flight, what, well, who's your favorite Rocket of all time? If you could just pick one. All time. Who's your number one? That's tough. I'm, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go. Y'all just paid them homage, man. I'm going to have to go with, with the dream. I'm going to I'm have to go with the dream. I mean, it's so the greatest, many. greatest, bro. It's so many to pick from. I mean, uh, I was – a huge uh i was a huge catino mobley fan oh i was i was a catino mobley fan his game was i mean that was when y'all were coming up yeah Yeah. y'all were like what 11 12 already by that time so you guys yeah yeah Yeah. we watched yeah because him steve francis steve francis of course can't leave him the franchise i can't leave the franchise out i had a pair of his shoes when he was with reebok so yeah uh i mean it's I, it's so many, man. It's it's so many. Mario. It's a hard Eddie, question. Eddie I gave you a Johnson. tough one. <laughs> so, dude, that, I, I that, go, that last shot by on, Eddie, bro. bro, that Eddie. was like that was the shot. The, the shot, and he, he goes around running. Good, bro. I, oh, yeah, gosh, right. Man. It's, <sighs> oh, it's so many. But uh, if I had yeah. to pick one that made me fall in love with Rockets basketball, and it's so much that's layered in it uh, with picking Akeem because uh, my grandfather used to work for Gallery Furniture uh, for a very long time, and he was over. I don't know if you remember uh, uh, the West Side Tennis Club. Where they, I remember they the used, name, but I don't remember what it was, but I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so the West Side Tennis Club, they had like a big, they would hold like a huge like tennis tournament. Like it was part of like their pro tour type thing. And it would be in Houston. Well, when they built that, they actually had a uh, practice facility for the Rockets 
on the same grounds. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. My grandpa was over all of that. So I was able to go there and watch them practice and everything, be able to talk to a lot of the older Rockets players back then, like uh, Hakeem, uh, Clyde. Um, There was a time, oh, Matt Maloney, Matt Bullard. Matt Maloney. Uh, Yeah. uh, I, mean, I don't even want to know what those conversations were about. I, no, it was more. I, it was more so like you know I mean? I, yeah. funny thing, funny story. I I was like, I don't know, like nine. <laughs> I went up to Clyde. My grandpa introduced me to Clyde, and uh, I was like, "How's it going? Uh, how's it going, Mr. Drexler?" He's like, "How's it going?" I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm sitting here dribbling basketball. Hey, let's play one on one." I was like, I was ready to go at Clyde. I was like, uh, no, nah, man. And he was like, at the time, he was like already having the trainer give him like two bags of ice for his knees. I was like, man, come on, you can play. Like, you just, he wasn't trying to hear me kind of like sun me out the way. Just get, get, your, get your little ass out the way, man. I admire the confidence, bro. I admire the confidence. It's going to rock that. Hey, nine years old, I was ready to give Clyde the Glide the blues. I was ready. <laughs> I love but it, I'm gonna tell you something though, because if you try to, you know, you're 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 going towards that trajectory of trying to be the best player that you can be. If you don't have the confidence, exactly. You know, Kobe. Sure. If you talk about Kobe, Kobe went straight at Jordan. He didn't care. No, Greatest. Of, he was already the goat in what 96, 97. But Kobe didn't care. Kobe goes, yo, man, come on, let me get the rock. Let me get at him. If you watch the last dance, even he even says, uh, you uh, was it Michael says, oh man, that that little Laker boy keeps, yeah. He said, just let it. It. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, like, yeah, exactly. I would never pass it. exactly. So I feel that, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's man. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. Great answer. Okay, let's go. Let's let's move forward here. So let's just you know let's talk about your history in basketball. Let's let the let's let the listeners kind of get to know you a little bit about your history and how you kind of got like you know how you kind of fell in love with basketball. You said it kind of started with Dream uh, with that era of Rockets, but just you know for who you are and uh, you know you obviously you come in and you go to Elkins. Is that Elkins, right? You go to Elkins, our school, our alumni, by the way, all three of us. East house. You already know, man. So how was just, you know, how was the journey? How could you describe the journey for yourself? You know, from where you started your roots to kind of going in your, you know, high school, senior year. Let us, let us know. Uh, So man, the journey, the journey was emotional. Uh, super emotional. I mean, ups, downs, uh, times where I felt like I wouldn't make it to overnight letters coming in. I mean, but uh, it started It started when I was real young. Like, I, my mom, let my mom tell it, they had football, soccer, baseball, basketball all in front of me when I was born. And they said the first thing I gravitated to was basketball. So I guess it was destined. Um, but, uh, like you said, Hakeem was somebody that made me fall in love with the game, along with, of course, Michael Jordan and Penny Hardaway. Yo, those are three players I admired. That boy, man, Penny was mm-hmm. on another level for those like four years, five years when it's he was a at shame. the top. It's a damn shame. Damn, damn shame, shame, man. Damn man shame. Dude. <laughs> Penny, Penny was. Oh my he was gosh. that number one combo guard, bro? He and he had it. the shoes. He was super marketable. He was supposed Penny. to be the next MJ. Yes. Yeah, no. He was ahead of yo. He was, was ahead like, of his man. time. He was he ahead was. of his time. It's true. It's true. He, he was. was. Absolutely, he was. man. And, and looking at Penny, I wanted to. It's come on. It, MJ was everybody wanted to model their game after MJ. It's true. And of course, I would be a fool to say I didn't want to. But Penny Hardaway was somebody I felt like I could relate more to. He could. He wasn't like the best shooter. He wasn't the best mm. dribbler, the best passer, the best scorer. 
the best defender, but there was nothing he was just super weak at. He was mm-hmm. solid across the board, and he, he produced. I mean, yeah. he produced. And watching Penny play, I was like, he plays unselfish. I was like, that's who I want to be. Yeah. Like, Penny for sure. Jordan at the level of legend tier. Hakeem with legend tier. But Penny was like, even though Penny could have been a legend, he was just somebody I was like, yeah, I can relate more to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Penny, those three would make me fall in love with the game. And then I just, you know, then Kobe came into the league. Uh, the first, my first organized basketball league I played in was in First Colony Little League. I Dude, played, I was there too, bro. For, <laughs> hey, one played, time, one time for Little League, yeah, baby. One time for the Little League. I, uh, you know, I played for the Lakers and I wore number Lakers. eight. Oh, come on now, man. Oh, you can't write that. Bro, you, you, you didn't, didn't pick your number? No. You didn't pick your number? Oh, I didn't my. pick my number. Yeah. Because Kenny, I wore, my number. I wore number two for the Lakers, so I read my boy Derek Fisher. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, now nah, that makes sense. Now, just, now, now, real quick, I'm sorry to sidestep. Yeah. I'm a sidestep real quick, but the GM, yeah. I mean, he could shoot like Derek Fisher, but I mean, you're the defense. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, I stay in front of the man. Hey, That's all I go. can do. I'm just kidding. I'm just we, kidding. We, we play in the zone. I'm gonna let them go. Like, hey, man, right. we got my boy behind me. He's gonna take I'm care go of me. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and push you to the help. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Straight to the help. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, that's funny, man. But yeah, so man, you went little league, little league, okay. Lakers number eight, and then after that, I mean, you know, I didn't really, I just, I just hooped because I loved it, uh, and I didn't really realize how important it was to, like, you look at everything now and you see kids like in first grade, like mm-hmm. already on a platform. I mean, it's crazy what social media does for these kids nowadays, but. Um, I mean, they're like working with top trainers and they already ranked in the nation. Like I had no idea what rankings were until freshman year of high school. No idea. Which which is normal. That's how it should yeah, be. You right, know what I mean? They exactly. shouldn't be taking it that serious. That was our era, but that was our era. Right. You're exactly. Right. That was our era. And I, I knew nothing about rankings whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, middle school, I mean, seventh grade, I did okay. Eighth grade, I didn't even get to play a whole season because I broke my leg. Uh, came back freshman year. And played in the open gym. And when I got to high school for, at the time, my freshman year was Coach Eubanks. Uh, he was the first coach there. And then after that, it was Coach Thomas, who's still there. Yeah. Um, but Coach Eubanks saw I had somewhat potential, asked me to come to open gyms. And then as the season went on, I got to practice with varsity. Um, that Right then and there, I was like, yo, yeah, I'm about to be on varsity as a freshman. Like, what's up? Like, Never happened. He just about before practice. <laughs> He's like, hey, great, great practice. You know, all everybody on the team was like, hey, yeah, good, bro. Next thing I know, I'm back at freshman practice and I'm finishing out the year with the freshman. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not. But I mean, freshman year was cool. I got I put myself on mm-hmm. on a plateau where people would be able to notice me. I had, I think I had like three or four triple doubles my freshman year. And uh then sophomore year, Coach Thomas comes in. This is where the highs and lows get to coming. So sophomore year, I'm thinking I'm going to be on varsity. Like, I'm a shoo for varsity. He comes in and says he doesn't want freshmen or sophomores on varsity. I respect it. It is what it is. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Junior year, I get on varsity. I mean, playing with Jeff, Dante, and Tony, who were – they were the three-headed monster in mm-hmm. Mo City. Uh, Tony McRae was just a yeah, monster. Yeah, Tony McRae, he, did, he went to Nebraska, right? Last he went to I Nebraska. Think. I remember crazy, right out of high school. Yeah. yeah. The crazy thing is, is that Dante 
in my opinion, and probably a, I'll just say my opinion. Dante was better than Tony. Mm-hmm. Dante just didn't apply himself like Tony would. Tony had a much more work ethic than Dante. Mm, and it yeah. and it showed. I mean, it yeah. showed. But Dante <laughs> should be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Tony should be too. Uh, but I know he's I think last time I checked, Tony's having a great career overseas. But but yeah, playing with those three, and I ended up playing with Jeff in college. Uh, he was my college teammate as well. Mm-hmm. So, but playing with those three was cool. But then you start to see, like, I get on varsity, but then uh, shout out my boy, Nick Harwell. Nick Harwell was on varsity yeah, as a sophomore. I remember Nick. Right. I remember Nick. Yeah. 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 So, yep, yep. so Nick Harwell was on varsity as a sophomore. So for me, I'm just like, damn. He just said he didn't want juniors as or uh, I'm just saying, man, the second you said that, I was like, come on, coach. Coach Thomas, yeah. get your shit together. I'm just yeah. saying. I was like, <laughs> yo, screwed, I, you screwed my boy out already. I was like, what's <laughs> up, man? Like, yo, you just said that. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I got over it. It, it sucked. I got over it. I mean, because ain't shit you could do about it. Um, yeah. Got over it. And, you know, we had a solid junior year, uh, 31 and 4. Or 31 and 5 my junior year. We went 31 and 4 my senior year, uh, uh, 62 and 9 my career there. Uh, but uh, a lot of my success came in the summer uh, with AAU ball. That's when I started to be put on notice. That's where I got my rankings. Uh, mm-hmm. It took, I didn't get, I didn't get ranked in the state until my senior year. And it was, oh, my, shit. it was my junior summer where I played with the AAU team called Houston pride. And it was, I was like, it was me. And uh, I don't know if y'all remember uh, BJ Holmes. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I, I remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BJ Holmes went to A Leaf Hastings and oh, then okay. went to Texas AM. His little brother, uh Tevin Holmes, uh went to Hastings as well. Mm. We were the only two South Side kids on the team. It was and then everybody else was from the north side. So mm-hmm. uh there was like bumping heads in practice at first, because you know how it is. Northside, Southside, Houston, you know how it goes. You already know. Uh, yeah. But after after the we, you know, we got the respect and everything, everything worked out. And then we started going to tournaments. I actually got to go to Vegas for the first time and play on that big t- uh, tournament. And oh, when I got to Vegas, that's when that's when I saw for myself, because I already knew I could play college, but it's something like it never like nothing rolled in. Mm-hmm. Like I had people talking and everything. And then you have like your random letters, like it's it's nothing written. It's like a it's like an admissions letter, kind of what mm-hmm. they were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after that Vegas tournament, that's when I was like, oh, shit. Like, I could really play at the next level because every game was 25 plus. And it was an easy 25 plus. And I'm playing against I'm playing against people all over the nation. Exactly. Like, it's, and it's kind of like, and it got to the point to where, you know, when you start to hear the coach say, hey, get the ball to Devin. Shit, give it to me. Go and work. And coaches are sitting here like, Coaches, you see coaches go and talk to your parents or see and talk to your coach, and they pull you to the side, like, hey, so and so, so and so, so and so is looking at you. Um, yeah, that's when I knew that, like, shit, college was definitely possibility, definitely a possibility. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. let me let me let me time out you for two two seconds here, just so the (laughs) listeners, just so the listeners can can know, let let them know what, what position, what positions you played, like, what was your primary position. And uh, and I guess your height as well. If people are listening, and oh, so, yeah, I'm, so, uh, so they can kind of. So I'm sure gauge, it's a theater of so the mind. They're trying to 
Yeah, yeah, you're trying to put can, it together. Uh, yeah, they could be like, this guy could be a point guard for all we know. He could be a center for all <laughs> yeah. we know. Yeah, so uh, it's crazy. I'm kind of one of those. I was always labeled as a hybrid. I played uh, high I school. High school, I played. I played point. Point and two. I played okay. point and two in high school. AAU, I played one through four because I can guard one through four. Um mm-hmm. Then when I got to college, same thing. Started at the uh, started at the three spot, and then when uh, when Jeff would come out, I I would back up as a point guard. Uh, in my later years, my junior and senior years, once I started to see I could really hold my own against post, that's when they started like small ball lineups. You started to see like the small ball and college start coming into play. Uh, I started playing the four, so now it's like I got to bring the four out, give it. You know, whatever the case may be, but yeah, you're just you're just every man. I was just, like, a, you can I was do just a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just a hybrid, and it goes back to like I said with Penny Hardaway. I made sure I worked on every asset of the game. Yeah, little did I know I would be guarding six nine, six ten post and be able to hold my own. But I mean, it worked out. But yeah, I was, I'm a guard for those those that's listening. I'm a guard. I'm a combo guard. Uh, there you go. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that I was just like I'm not gonna sound like those old has-beens, those old hey yeah back in my day i used to drop 45 15 and t- no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be that guy but I, I'm that combo guard. Ball. yeah i'm not gonna be that guy man yeah. uh, combo guard combo guard six three uh back back when i was playing it was six three two fifteen that's oh, that's man. that's where i was now you know you know, age and life hit little. We're in our third, we're in like our 30s, two, bro. In our thirties, like so. You know, it's it's six three, like about two thirty two now. So I gotta get back down. But yeah, six three two fifteen is where I was playing at. Oh, okay, that's what's do. You know, I'm gonna be real with you. That's what's up too, because you can you know that you're a you could be a lethal threat on both sides of the ball. Only being six three, especially if you're looking at in terms of college ball, especially mm-hmm. a lot of people probably be like, "Yo, man, I could take this dude in the post." But the fact that you can, you were telling me you were holding yourself, you're holding yeah. your own in the post. Like I personally, like where we hoop at, I take pride in that. Where I don't matter how tall you are, how short you are, I try to I def- take that. Well, you have the lower center of gravity. Like you can yeah, handle yeah. I, anybody Chuck Hayes. coming in. I'm Chuck Hayes. I try to be Chuck Hayes. I try to be Chuck Hayes. Shout outs to my Shout friends out that Chuck see Hayes. me. Shout outs to Chuck Hayes. All right. I'm just saying, like, I just try to make sure that if I'm defending that post, I'm like, yo, you got to shoot over me. I mean, you may be a foot taller than me, but you got to shoot over me. All right. I'm going to be real. Dude. No positions for you. All right, let's move on here. But before we move on, we need to let you guys know about the greatest and best barbershop in the entire city of H-Town. Speaking of which, I just got that fresh cut yesterday, literally as I'm recording this ad right before you. Got it with the owner, best best person giving me my haircut, best barber, Carlos, and his wonderful, amazing, awesome barbershop known as the Argyle League. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey, all while being taken care of by top-shelf professional barbers? That's right. This right here is the Argyle League, where me and the GM have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They they have been featured in GQ magazine. They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016, and that is just a few of their kick-ass accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and you want to look like a gentleman, I highly recommend going to the Argyle League and getting a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers. They are currently located at 709 West Alabama Street in Houston, Texas. You can visit their website now, theargyleleague.com, to book an appointment. I'll say it again, theargyleleague.com. 
ArgyleLeague.com to book an appointment. I'm telling y'all once, and I've told you know on this podcast a thousand times to let y'all know that this is the best barbershop in the entire city of Houston. There's nowhere else that you need to go. Looking for a free shot of whiskey? Right at the door for you. Want to talk about a free can of beer? Right at the door for you. And I'm telling you right now, they'll take care of you better than any other barbershop in the entire city of Houston. That is a promise. And make sure when you go, let them know that the Summit State of Mind sent you. And with that said, stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet us at the Summit. And as we continue on here with an amazing episode with Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman, we're going to move on and fast forward to his college tenure at Oklahoma Christian College to get, you know, basically the info on what he did, all the struggles and hardships he had to go through to get to where he wanted to go. So we're going to continue to dive. We're going to continue to dissect his entire story here on The Summit State of Mind. So let's fast forward here. Let's talk about, okay, so you go into your college years, um, you know, and this is great too, because I, I, I did, I did not want to Google you. I did not want to Google you. I'm just letting all the people know. I did not want to Google you. And I could have, I was like, mm-hmm. no, I want to hear this story. I want to hear your story. Like for me, mm-hmm. myself, I want to hear your story mm-hmm. just like everybody else. So you go into your college years now, especially as a freshman. And like you said, so when did you find yourself in the starting lineup? Like, how long did it take? Um, oh, I redshirted my freshman year, which okay. uh, sucked down part. I kind of, I was kind of hurt. I was kind of hurt because I was, there was no indication of me going to be a redshirt. Uh, mm-hmm. I get, when the day of a scrimmage came against uh, Connor State uh, Junior College in Oklahoma, the day of the scrimmage, I get out of class. We got out of class early. I go and eat. I head to the gym. I'm getting shots up because first college action, maybe not be a real game, but first college action going against somebody that's not my team. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I go, I go and work out, come back. And, you know, I'm sitting in the locker room and, you know, I'm getting ready to go back out. And my coach, the assistant coach comes up to me and says, Hey, uh, you're not going to play today. We decided to redshirt you. It's like, what? Like y'all, y'all couldn't tell me this. Like, Yesterday, just came out of nowhere, like out of nowhere, yeah. like I had no yeah. indication. Like they never really, they never really told me I was gonna red shirt until the day of the scrimmage. So I was like, "Damn, all right, cool." But it is what it is. I mean, I took it. It sucked. I was hurt for, I was hurt for a while. Like just because I was so anxious to play, I I felt like yeah. I had to prove myself uh, mm-hmm. because I mean I had a lot of D one, I had a lot of D one offers, um, but none of them was just felt right. And so I went to play small college ball. And then it's like, you know, you hear the chatter. Like I had people telling me that I wasn't good enough to play in college. Uh, oh, that's why he's playing small ball. There's no competition out there. Like I was eager to prove myself and then get hit with the red shirt. It sucked. But mm-hmm. uh, fast forward, I get to play my freshman year. Uh, I think it was, I'll say about half more, a little bit more than halfway through the season, I found myself in a starting role. Um because I think I had – I don't even know what game it was, but I had a great defensive game. And then we were getting ready to play the – I think they were the number one team in the nation in NAI in Oklahoma Baptist. And that's when I found myself in the starting spot. We ended up beating them at our house. Oh, damn. them down. And I think they were also undefeated at the time. So Oh, shit. So first, that's some pride right there. Yeah, bro. yeah. First, yeah. first, first game like starting, your- play against a number one team in the nation at home. 
And it was crazy because it was a, I had a lot, a lot of friends that I would play pickup my freshman year when I redshirted, I would play pickup and I would be, I'll be killing. Like I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm taking all my frustration out on them. Cause I'm not playing. So when I, when the season came the next year, everybody was eager to see me play. So when I got to start, it was kind of dope because all of my friends was like super hyped for me. And it was it was dope though, but that's when I found myself into the starting role was late into late into my freshman year. Okay, no, that's that's sick, dude. No, and and, and it just shows, you know, it's 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 hard work. I think that's the that's the thing for yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Pride, dude, pride at that. It's a, it's a grind and pride, uh, and not allowing because I mean I could have easily just like folded. I mean because mm-hmm. that situation it may seem very small to those. Like when you hear you red shirt in the day of a scrimmage, but for me, like I was really hurt. Like I'm not gonna say depression because I don't want to put that. I don't want to make that seem like it's a little. But I was very, I was very upset. Like I was very hurt, and I could have just easily just said like, "Hey, man, bump it." There was times I thought about transferring. There's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a lot of people that know that. I thought about transferring and uh, going to another school that was recruiting me. U of H had recruited me. I thought about going back home. Um, one of my boys was in Chicago playing for Chicago State at the time. I was going to transfer up there with him because they said a lot of seniors was leaving. So I was going to go up there. Um, but I decided to stick it out, you know, prove to myself, like, I came here for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to make sure I make a name for myself. And, you know, I, I, I think I did. I think I ended up doing decent. You made the right well. choice. Yeah, I made the right choice fairly yeah. well. I mean – it, uh, it was it's a reason for everything that's yeah, true you know? truth and you do become captain for the next three for the next three years so obviously this yeah. is decision that you had made was the right one yeah and then you know if we fast forward you you you, you know I, I i announced it during your intro that you brought oklahoma hit uh oklahoma christian to the national final so take me through the ride take us through the ride real quick so we understand like the, the what y'all did yeah, so it, yeah, so it started. It started like this whole the whole ride really started from uh, my junior year. Uh, my junior year was our last year in the uh, Sooner Athletic Conference uh, before because we knew there was talks about us going Division Two. So we wanted to make sure that you know we ran through NIA. Didn't really work out like that. We did not run through the conference at all. Thing is, though, is that we made it to where I think it was, I think it's 12 teams in the conference at the time. You had to be top eight to get to the conference tournament. We we made it at seven. We play a team in Roger State, which in our conference, it was like all of the D1 rejects. That's, that sounds yeah. bad, but. Keep they it real. Trouble. Keep it real yeah, they there's had no, there's trouble. nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, you know. they had trouble yeah. at their D1, their, their respective schools. They would go to our conference and play at, you know, different schools. Um, Roger State had like eight or nine former D1 players. I'm talking about Kentucky, Ole Miss, uh, somebody like George Washington. I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, Sam Houston State, SFA. I was like, yo, like, what? What's going uh, on here? Were, yeah, they was top. I think they were top five in the nation at the time. Uh, we played them yeah. our first game. Beat them first oh, game, shit. and I get elbowed in my elbowed in my forehead. Have seven stitches and come back in and play. 
beat them. Second game, once again, full circle, we play against the Galliegas twins because they played in our conference. Oh, wait, they're playing oh, on Brown. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, Brown. so I, right. I couldn't, I couldn't right. run away from them if I wanted to. I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't run away from them if I wanted to. Oh, we play, yeah. We play against them, and the conference tournament was at their school. So, oh, shit. yeah, mm. end up beating them. And then you knocked them out. You knocked. You yeah, knocked them we out. Knocked them out. You knocked them out. No, let's let make sure everyone knows they got knocked out. All right. Yes. Yeah. As long as they know, <laughs> we knocked. Yeah. We knocked John Brown out on their campus. Uh, and then the third game, we played uh, Oklahoma Baptist. They had the co-player of the year on their team. Ended up shout out to my boy E Man because we still we cool to this day. But he was the I think he was second or third leading scorer in the conference. He had 11 points on three of 15 shooting. And I took oh, pride yeah. in that. I took pride in that because I was, that was my defensive assignment. Hey, so, that's, I took, I took it, pride it in all, that. That's where it starts, yeah, man. That's, that's where, it, where it all starts. So yeah. we, we did that run. We ended up, we had to, we had to get to the championship game and the number one seed had to, we would have to play the number one seed, which was OBU in order for us to get a bid to the national tournament. If, it wasn't OBU. If it was the second place team, then we would have to win. Either way, we went in with the thought of winning. Long story short, we win the conference tournament. I think that was the first, I think that's the first ever conference tournament championship that OC has. Um, and I ended up getting defensive player of the tournament in that. That's and then we get to the national or national tournament, end up losing game one to Concordia University. Concordia? Yeah, Concordia, oh, they're in Austin. No, oh, California. In oh, okay, okay. California, and they was they was athletes. I mean, just nonstop running. I thought I was wow. in shape. Yeah. I, I felt like <laughs> they were just non, nonstop time, running. Bro. Yeah, it was nonstop running. I think we lost by like eight. Like we had them on the ropes yeah. the whole game, and then I mean, I think we just got winded, and then foul trouble from our big, our All American big. It, it was they were double teaming our All American point guard. I mean, it's only so much that. We could have did. I mean, we all were gassed. Uh, so they were a good team. I think they ended up – and I think they ended up winning the championship. So – but that senior year, chip on the shoulder, and then we knew we would play a tough D2 schedule, but we also knew we wouldn't be playing in the D2 tournament. Um, mm-hmm. We end up going to – we have to play in a regional tournament, play a regional tournament against a conference, uh, conference rival, Mid-America. They have the leading scorer – in their school history, leading scorer in the conference on their team. Uh, and this guy named Charlie Shorter, who once again, another person I'm, I'm cool with. He, uh, he goes on a tear. I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, he had like 38, seven and six. And for everybody listening, oh. I don't, I want you I want to paint y'all a picture. This dude is the best person I could compare him to is Allen Iverson. Oh, oh he's got that like, like physique, mm-hmm. physique. And okay. Allen Iverson yeah, may yeah. have been Allen Iverson may have been a little stronger than him. I'm talking about Chuck, probably a buck sixty soaking whip. Oh damn! Oh okay, yeah, because Allen Iverson like is not a tiny. yeah, because AI is not a big dude, nah, and man. I think people tend to yeah. underestimate that because the way Chuck, he played. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Chuck is like six foot six one. Um, he's super super athletic. Super athletic, but he had like 38, 7, and 6. Damn. Or somewhere 36, 7, and 7. Somewhere around there. He had a he had a, a crazy game. 
He had and, a game. And, yeah, and we ended up losing. So now I'm sitting here like my senior year, like, okay, now we know we still have a chance, but we have to wait. Come to find out the whole school is doing the same thing that we're doing, transitioning to D2. Mm-hmm. And like, but they're able to go and play in a tournament. Some weird. All I know is that they were hosting the the uh so the tournament we were going to play in was the NCCAA. So it was like the Christian college tournament. Mm, and it okay. was basically for everybody that was going like in the uh I forgot in the process of jumping to D2 probation period. There we go. They were in the probation oh, period. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't go to the conference tournament, but we want to give you a chance to play for something in the postseason. So mm-hmm. the whole school was playing in the game, and if they Lost, they got an automatic bid, which will boot us up. They ended up winning. We ended up getting that bid. I remember being in a Buffalo Wild Wings somewhere in the middle of Oklahoma. And I'm just sitting in the corner like, yo, I really don't hope, I really don't want my season to end like this. Uh, mm-hmm. by, the grace of God, by the grace of God, we got it. <laughs> and uh, for first game, we played, uh, it was a little beef there because their big man was talking reckless on Twitter. Talking about how they was going to dog oh. our big man and receipts, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they were dogging. <laughs> so we made sure we made sure we gave them the blues. And I actually, uh, I actually had a a highlight in that game that was very, very, very close to being on Sports Center top ten. Very close. Paint uh, me a picture. Paint me a picture. Uh, okay, <laughs> so we're we're up it's second half. I want to say. Uh, about three minutes to go in the second half. We're up and they score, bring out the press. Well, we were very good at handling the press. Bring out our press breaker. They kick it to my guy, uh, Nick Tate. Nick Tate automatically kicks it and looks in my direction, swings it. Two on one, it's me, my big man, and their big man. Mind you, it's their big man that was talking all that, all that noise. I catch it. One dribble, maybe two, take off outside the lane, cock back. He jumps and he sees it's a bad idea and he turns, put it on his head. Just, yeah. Wait, you tell me. I want my poster today. <laughs> no, yeah. no, wait a minute, wait a minute. He, you, you're telling me you're talking all that smack and you're avoiding your Kodak moment? Yeah, like, he avoided. He avoided he, uh, I made sure he got his Kodak moment, though. He couldn't get away from that. because There you go. It's, <laughs> it's in there. It's in there. Uh, ended up, we ended up getting a tech because – the bench went crazy. We was going crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was crazy. But we win that game. Uh, win the second game with a, a very disciplined team. We we grinded that game out. And championship game, we play a team out of Georgia, uh, shorter. There was always a pretty good team out of my tenure there at OC. Um, we played them back and forth game. They end up. Our big, our big man, all American big man, Will Rinky, shout out to him. He was a, he got fouled out. So we needed that. We needed another big presence. And, you know, we were up three. They shoot a three. They miss. We don't get the rebound. They get offensive rebound, shoot it, miss. Literally, ball is just going like just through our hands. They get it. And it like the third shot was like, we have it. It goes out of our hands, goes out of our hands. They try to grab it, goes out of their hands, and it kind of just, like, got batted out to the three-point line. And if somebody was just magically there, caught it and let it go, and it was, like, one of those things that was slow motion. It was like, man, yeah. this this shit is going in. And sure enough. It's just like that uh, Robert Ory. 
like Robert yeah. Ory in 2002. Yeah, so Kings, that was man. they yeah. hit that yeah. three. They hit that three to go to overtime. Oh, so shit. I'm like, I'm like, okay, we Damn. got a chance. We got a chance. Yeah, you didn't lose. You didn't we lose. Going back and forth, then they go up three uh, with like I don't know, like three seconds left. We don't have any mm-hmm. timeouts. Uh, the point guard gets it. They automatically double him. He finds me. I catch it at half court. Shoot it. Hits the front rim. Hits the back rim. Hits the front rim again. It comes out, and that's how we lose. Yeah, it's like, it's like damn. <laughs> this is how my senior season ended. And this is like all I can do is just sit there on the court. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> at least you. At least you had the opportunity. To yeah, try to man. Get it back. You know. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 I had Dang. the opportunity. I mean, I, if I could. If I could take it back, I would. Uh, but I mean, like I said, we OC has never been in a national championship game. Uh, I was a part of that team. OC never won a conference, like a conference tournament championship. They won the conference outright, but actually being in the tournament and winning the championship, I don't believe that's ever been done. So being a part of history in those ways was was definitely a blessing. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't change that. The only thing I would change was the shot. I would make I would make sure that would go in, you know, and probably and probably actually shoot the ball and be a threat um, in the championship game because I didn't shoot the ball at all. But uh, oh, yeah, man. some this is only there's only two games that really haunt me, and it's that game and the Dulles game. Those are the only oh, two man. games that really haunt me. But yeah. I was there for one Dulles of them, man. <laughs> that was bullshit. Yeah, that that was, damn that, Dulles that game. game was just god. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that that was. I still that still upset. I, I was there. I remember yeah. we were there. That's still ups- Oh my god. That still bothers me. It's crazy because I, I came yeah. across, I don't know how it came up. Um, I don't know if you guys remember uh I don't know if y'all remember uh Easy. He went to Elkins with us. He's younger than us, Jay. Was he because my brother graduated in 2010? I'm 2010. Easy, 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 easy. Yeah, he's he rings a bell. Easy. What's he his was name? Like, Oh my god! I think I know who he is, though. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I think I know who he is. Rings about if I saw. Okay, so he was. I actually had him. Uh, we were talking on on my part, and he brought it up. And then, like, I want to say, like, two or three weeks later, I'm just, I'm just on YouTube, and the first thing that pops up was Dulles versus Elkins highlights. I'm like, yo, I didn't. Even, I haven't looked at a highlight. <laughs> From Elkins, and I don't know how long. Why is this popping up? Damn, no. Like I just got man. over it. I just talked about it with him. I just got over it. I get on uh-huh. YouTube, and boom, it's there. So I was like, "All right, cool. Put me back." And let me yeah, up again. Can't do that. Yeah, man. I, I don't. I don't think that's a game I'll ever get away from. God. Yeah. Those are something you, else, yeah. man. I remember. Something else, bro. But that's the thing, though, you know, and I guess it's the beauty of competition. You know, you're going to face up against a team that, you know, is just as good as you, possibly better. And then, you know, some people just have themselves a night. Exactly. That's exactly. it. I mean, and, that's, you know, yeah. that that's college. That's also just college basketball as a whole. Even if you talk about any teams that are in that bid in the Sweet 16 or going into the national. It's a one and done. It's one and done. You're not playing no seven game series. You're not getting right. it back like in the NBA. You yeah. can't be like LeBron and be like, yeah, I'm going to take game one off. And then yeah, I'll be good. Exactly. No, you, you got to bring it. You got to bring it for what? It's like six, yeah. seven games. And I love it. And, and it. exactly. Yeah. And people, there are a lot of people that prefer college for that reason. And right. even for, I don't know if you know this, but Shane Battier, after he retired, he put in, he did put in a bid to the NBA to try to con- convince them to try to do at least the first round. 
as a one-game playoff. Could you like? I didn't just think about it. So I can just imagine yeah. that. Just, just, just in the first round, and then you can but jump back to a seven-game series. But you know that the, the money is just the too much when it pertains to a, series. You know, that's right. You like the the, the the play-in is a perfect alternative for I love it because you're seeing teams that aren't so great, but you know that anything can happen. You know exactly. what I mean? Like exactly. we got we got that Golden State LA Classic game. You know and. Golden Golden State was so close, yeah. and they go to they, they go back home, and they couldn't they couldn't close it against Memphis. You know, it's just they ran out of gas, and and that's what happens. You know, like and I, I thought I last year I didn't really pay, take it too seriously. You know, they're in the bubble; it's, it's mm-hmm. a different type of environment. Right. But when it but this year, it was so interesting to watch. There were so many different storylines, and the fact that it was LA Golden State. Who doesn't want to see Curry versus LeBron? Two, you know, two big, big dudes who are world famous. Everybody knows them, right? You know, yeah. so it's kind of like, yo, rating sweepstakes for the NBA. I mean, granted, now there's not as many notable teams, but new stars are being created like every day. You're seeing dudes like, you know, Devin Booker, who's been doing it, but he's doing it on a bigger stage. Right, he's, right. he's killing people. You're seeing Trey Young, cold-blooded <laughs> arrogance, and I love it, man. You don't see that type of attitude with everybody. You know right. what I mean? You're seeing guys from the Clippers like Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. Like, them dudes are performing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like these – like uh, Tim's guy, Herter, Kevin Herter from uh, Herter. The, oh. the Hawks, bro. Like, our, our favorite ginger, man. Like, yo, like, these guys <laughs> are – these killer. guys are making names for themselves. And it's it's – People are like some people are sad. It's like we don't get any big names, but no, that's good because we're getting other players making big names. Exactly, you know what I mean? And, exactly. and we need it. We need it because well, these the, guys. Are I think the older. NBA, the NBA. You know, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think the NBA as a whole needs that breath of fresh mm-hmm. air, and including the rock. You can include the Rockets in this conversation. We've been in the playoffs <clears> year after year after year with mm-hmm. a chance to make the finals, and then you had Golden State versus Cleveland, Golden State versus whoever team LeBron was on. You know what I mean? Like you had mm-hmm. it for almost a decade. That it is nice because you know that we've talked about this in prior episodes too, GM. The the tide is turning, the page yeah. is turning. These players are getting older. Yeah. You need to start handing the the reins at some point to these new players. And I'm yeah, I'm over the moon that these players are now showing out and coming out and you know showing them who they are. And you'd have to agree, right, uh, Flight? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's it's coming to that point to where the torch got to get passed and seeing uh, Trey Young. Seeing Luca, seeing Devin Booker, you know, seeing these, seeing those young guys being able to take over in these big moments, it makes you feel good as a as a basketball fan. Like, okay, the league is going to be left in good hands because I mean, how many years have we been spoiled? I mean, we had going back to our era, we had obviously MJ, we had Hakeem, you know, we had Kobe and Shaq together dominating. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention them at all because I can't stand them, but you had the Spurs taking over. I mean, <laughs> see that, that same line of thinking. Texas. Ugh. I can't. Houston? I can't. No. I can't. <laughs> and then you have then my my favorite, my favorite player, D Wade, comes in and he's doing his thing. Then you oh, get yeah. then uh, I hate to mention it. Then you see Dirk. Like, he gets his ring. But then you see the Miami, <laughs> like you see, and, then, and LeBron yeah, comes true. in and Melo comes in and it's like now these guys that we got to watch yeah. literally grow up in the league are now starting to get on that downhill. And it's and it's like, damn, is there any, is there going to be anybody that's going to be able to impact mm-hmm. and get us this amp for a basketball game? And what Trey Young is doing, 
I think is absolutely amazing. 48 at his, points at his size too, bro. Like Man. he's, he's just, he's, he has this mentality where it's just like, he doesn't care who you are. He's just, he's just, he's going to do it. And do I it. love that personality. I love how like his fight, because, you know, even when he came into the league, people were posting up stuff on Twitter today, like, Oh, I'm going to post a thread on draft night. And it was mm-hmm. like all these people shitting on Trey. Cause you know how they traded, um Luka. Dallas drafted trade yeah. and you know to get Luca. So it was like mm-hmm. and everyone was talking mess. And the funny thing is, like Kenny, you said it in the earlier pods that it's ironic that Luca is the only one that hasn't gone out of the first round. We got guys like Booker and Trey Young with conference finals now in first the first try. playoff. First try. Yeah. I'm just saying. And it's crazy. And, and, you and know, Luca's you... yeah, Luca's bitching like he's a 10-year vet. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't, I I don't ta- get it. I take him I in Houston, though. <laughs> I take him in Houston. Though. I will say, I will say that if there was a possibility to get Luca, I wouldn't be opposed. Absolutely. I would not be opposed either at the chance of getting Luca. But you don't want to know what else I'm not opposed to. I'm not opposed to the chance of getting my swagger on in terms of anime. I'm a big fan of anime. I can't. I can't act like I'm a. Uh, I know all the animes from like One Piece, Naruto, or anything like that. But I do enjoy anime, and I absolutely love it. And I want to rock it. I want to be able to wear my brand. I want to be able to wear out what I like. And I'm telling you right now, anime not being closeted anymore. Definitely being culture based and culture changing. And you want to talk about culture changing? You have to talk about the greatest and best anime streetwear label in the entire city of Houston, and that is Day Off. Hey, are you tired of the same old anime tees? You tired of the same old mall core look? The uh, Almeida mall core look? Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods from animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop, My Hero Academia, and my personal favorite Shokugeki no Soma. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. You can use the code right now, Day Off Summit, for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That is D-A-Y-O-F-F.shop. I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. The greatest and best streetwear label. I'm telling you guys right now, I love anime, big time in anime, especially My Hero Academia right now. is currently on the fifth season, so I want to be able to wear it out. You were talking about tees, shorts, hat, jackets. He has it all, and it's all located right here. At dayoff.shop. That is D-A-Y-O-F-F.shop. Okay, well, you know what? This is a perfect segue. We we got We're gonna talk flight and GM because let's 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 move forward here. Let's let's talk about this because this is a very big deal. Because the NBA just had their draft lottery. It's a very big deal that the Rockets tanked, and they succeeded in the tank yes. officially. Yes. Thank, thank God, thank did you. not get the number <laughs> one. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Bass. I don't know who was up there. Co- the Kobe, I don't know. You, you did uh, us a solid. Kobe, some somebody blessed us because we need. Yeah, because I, I, I was like, yo, man, this is so Houston for them to announce number five. And then we were going to lose our pick to OKC and we'd have to drop to 18. I was certain. I was like, oh, this is coming. It's coming. It's, it's coming. You know, you're going to you're going to take it away from us. But you know what? Number two. So I, I have to ask you, um, have you been if well, first, first, I have to preface it by asking you. You've been keeping I'm assuming you have with uh, college college hoops and these prospects that are coming up on the draft. I've, I've been keeping up not as much as I used to, uh, but yeah. I have been keeping up and, you know, looking at the draft lottery and uh, uh 
seeing who is projected to go where. I'll be yeah. keeping up with it and seeing who they were and see what they did. And uh, I have I have my preference of who I want uh, just because of biased opinions. Um, but I mean, I've been I've been following a little bit of it. Okay. Okay. Well, I have to. Okay. Well, so I have to ask. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you first, Flap, because you said that you you have your opinion on. on so it, let's say let's let's put you in the shoes of Rafael Stone. Let's say you're the GM here and you're in charge of Houston. You got the pick. It's in your hands. Let's say that the trade. There's no trade. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about a trade yeah. later. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say that the pick goes in your hands. Uh, who would you pick? I mean, who would you pick number two? Obviously, let's just assume Cade's off the table. Yeah, Cade's off the table for sure. Yeah, I I, I want Cade as well. I want Cade as well. Cade is off the table. Um, What do you think? I I really feel what I feel like he's going to do. I feel like he's going to draft Evan Mobley. I feel like he's going to get him who I would like just because uh, I like the way he plays. I like his grit. Uh, I like how he's good on both ends. I like Davion Mitchell from Baylor. Oh, yeah. Devion Mitchell. See, okay. Yeah. I like yeah. I think I think a lot of people are I mean, he was even slept on. I put that I, I say that lightly. He was slept on on that Baylor team. He was a part of that that big 3 that they had, but everybody was talking about Butler. But what Mitchell does, Mitchell is like he's I think he's going to be a top 5 two-way player in the game. I really do because he can play, he can shoot the ball well, he can create space, he can get to the rim, he, he can score on all three levels. He's shown that. He even showed that in who is that they played in the championship game against Gonzaga. He yes. showed he could score at all three levels. But what yeah. impressed me the most is that he's going down and he's guarding their best player. And I really like his motor. Now, will it fit us? I don't think so. I just can't. I can't really see. I, I'm still trying to figure out where we're trying to go. Obviously, the league is a three-point heavy, yeah. guard-driven, three-point heavy mm-hmm. league. I mean, you even got Christian Wood out here, the first shot of the game, shooting the three. Mm-hmm. Which And it's like, damn, I really wish, you know, go ahead and establish something at the rim so you can see something go in. But I get it. Or I get it. Um, but I really think Evan Mobley is going to be that second pick. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to Davion Mitchell. I wouldn't be opposed to uh, Jalen Suggs either. Jalen Suggs. Yeah. What about J- what about Jalen Green? I would. I, I wouldn't be opposed to Jalen Green either. Okay. He's 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 good. He's he's a freak athlete. He's a freak yeah, athlete. Yeah. I don't think he can He'll translate to like star yeah, type. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know if he's going to be able to translate like he. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had some big games with the Ignite. He's had some huge games with them, but I just don't – I don't know. You know, it's different. It's different. When oh, you play – Actually, yeah. NBA game. And a lot different. of people say that – a lot of people say that too. You know, they're, they're saying, okay, well, he goes to the G League for more experience, but then you're going to the NBA. You're playing against the best, what, 100-some-odd athletes in the world. I'm, I'm, I'm not hating on any of the other nations that are around there, but the no. NBA is the premier it's, league exactly. of basketball. You're yep. going to see LeBron James. You're gonna see Trey Young. You're gonna see him up close. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna push and feel him. Yes. You know, like so. It's it's, it's gonna it's gonna be difficult. Yeah. I mean, I I yeah. just hope that whoever whoever we draft, I hope it works out. That's that's, that's all you I can mean, hope for, man. That's you all you trust can hope the process, for. Man, you know, me too. I agree. I mean, yeah, we're, I agree. we're in such a we're in such a. I mean, we haven't been in this 
in this situation in, in quite a while. We were fortunate enough as fans of the Rockets to not yes. be in this situation. We've been super I mean, spoiled. Super right spoiled. Up. So it's this yeah. is like fans, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's kind of like it's it's like, damn, man, like this is kind of unfamiliar territory. Like, I'm not used to this. It's like, but you know, I I just I know it's gonna be, I know we're in a rebuilding stage, and we got a promising future, especially with Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, uh Deshaun Tate, I really like him. Uh, I just hope we find somebody that can complement those three. Uh, yeah. even, uh, I don't want to get his name out. I think it's uh Armani Brooks. Yeah, man. Yep, Sniper yep. Brooks. I like him. Sniper I, like him. I, actually, yep. I actually had a uh, I actually had a friend who was actually on the Rockets for a little bit uh, mm. in uh, Daquan Jeffries. I remember I really, you posting him. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really wish that we would have gave him more of a chance. Uh, but I mean, coming to the team late, trying to fit in that rotation, I can see why it's difficult. But I mean, he was somebody who I felt like could fit in. Three and D, athletic. I mean, he can get to the rim. Obviously, you saw he can. He's able. His freak athleticism. He showed it when he uh, posterized Rudy Gobert. I mean, yes. Uh, but I, I'm. I mean, I wish him the best of luck. I hate that he's going there, but I wish him the best of luck uh, in in San Antonio. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna do. He, he's gonna be with Pop. Uh, so Pop gonna make sure groom. And I think he's actually. I think he'll actually get a chance, and I think he's gonna have a great season. I, I really do. Because I mean, and the kid's a hard worker. Pop sees that, and Pops isn't afraid to play anybody. No, if you notice, like when when it comes to him, he will bench the vet in favor of the young guy because Pops is just all about the effort. You know, that's he, why he's you such give a good him coach. you give him your best, exactly. and he'll give it to you. You know, so exactly. it's it it's all about the situation. You know, you can go a great player can go to a team like let's say like Miami, and you don't fit with the Jimmy Butler. Your game doesn't mold around him, but you can go to another team like a Milwaukee or go to, um, you know, Utah and you fit just fine. You know, yeah. it's all about the fit, but if there's all nothing wrong fit. with going to different teams, because about when you do that, you're able to see and learn all these different systems and it just expands your brain and it allows you to learn. You're exposing yourself to more things and you get to see it from both sides. So I think right. it's like, that's some really invaluable type stuff, you know? Yeah. I but agree. I'm, I'm sure I he'll agree. do. I'm sure he'll do just yeah. fine. You know, he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll be, he'll be great. I can't wait to see, uh, to see Jeffries on the court, man. I mean, good, good dude, especially, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I mean, I know I watched him play. I got to watch him play in high school and mm-hmm. then seeing him play in college and, you know, seeing him win the dunk contest in college, uh, got to watch him play in G league. I, I got to see him play. So it's good to see that he's even there. I mean, cause it's a roughly total in the NBA is a little over 450 players there. And mm-hmm. he's one of them. I mean, so, uh, yeah. That's elite, elite right elite, there. Bro. Elite status. At least that's yeah. something nobody can take away from you. So there, yeah, that's man. true. There you go. I just, I just wish he would have stayed in that. I just wish we would have kept him in that Rockets uniform. <laughs> he would have just made it that much better for me. Yeah, yeah. he would have been the best chance, man. You know, yeah. especially now too, because the, 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 what is it? The team is wide open. It really I, is. It's, I mean, it it's, really is. You, you only know there's only honestly, and I mean, we don't even do we. Y'all may know more than me. John Wall situation. Yeah, see, I'm I'm hoping that we can trade him, offload him somewhere. You know, I mean, him, I, Eric Gordon. We got so many young guys. Give give the young guys a shot. Because let, know, let, let these, these older guys go, go for it. Yeah, let the vets go yeah. for. Let put them in contention. Let them go for a title. Let, That's let what they deserve. Go, let them go for a title. And we can use. You know, I mean, outside with the core, we'll say with Christian Wood, KPJ, uh, Brooks, uh, Deshaun Tate. Christian Wood could be that vet. 
Yeah, yeah almost. Because yeah. he, he's, he's been, been the there. Grind. He's been on the grind. Like he's yeah, you know, he, he works a, from the ground up. Exactly. It's I mean, he, in Detroit, he was he was doing very well, and that's why we got him. Yeah. And I mean, he's done very well for us. And so I wish, I really wish we could have uh kept James Harden. I wish that didn't end badly mm-hmm. because what I saw from Harden and Wood was promising. Yeah, that first game against Portland, man, James is putting it up, and so was Wood. And that was such a I, damn I'm shame. not going to lie to you. You saw what it was. That, you, lost, you saw what it was. First game. But if, oh. I feel like if we won that first game, the whole trajectory of the season could have changed in regards to how James felt. Because I felt like James was riding a little bit of a high because of the fact, like, oh, we're playing really well together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he has expectations. The guy, they took the best regular season team – uh, not well, it wasn't that year, sorry, but they took the Warriors to seven games, you know, mm-hmm. and he has high expectations for himself, and unfortunately, it just didn't work out. It made him look bad. Yeah, but, it it did. I mean, and yeah. I was, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I was very, very angry with James <laughs> Harden, but then I had to ask him about it. I'm there with I, you. I, I completely, with you. I completely understand why. Yeah, I completely understand why. Uh, I mean, I'm just – it's just something about the Rockets organization. Like, we just can't – something just happens. Something yeah. happens. Like, we just can't. I mean, I mean, I don't – I have this conversation with a lot of my friends, that 2018 team, man. I mean, I can't get over the fact of how we should I'm, have I'm never going to get over it. I'm, I'm never going to get over it. Dude. Chris Paul – I'm not going to lie to you. Seeing Chris Paul get hurt with, what, seven seconds left in game five? It's like wasted. Well, an, like an, that, an, that, an unnecessary play, too. Unnecessary he didn't need to. Play. We were up by five. We were up by it. four just or five James already. Do it, it was know? just like, like yeah. Okay. Ah. Well, it's, okay. I, you know what? This is good because this is good because <laughs> we're, you know, because we're going to come out with a five. We have guaranteed a five parter. And the, and the listeners know we are a five. We want to release a five part series chronicling the entire 2018 team. You're going to oh. be on it for oh, sure. Hey, man, listen, this play, I will be delighted <laughs> and honored. And yes. to be on that because that's a whew, it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to make sure that I, I get my emotions in check because I was no, I was for upset, real, bro. But yeah, that's yeah, true. It's real, sure. bro. It's it real, man. Real. Your boy shed some tears, man. <laughs> when when, when CPG went down, I, I shed some tears. I in my yeah. I told my brother, I was like, I felt like in my heart, I was like, we can't do this without CP3. Like, there's no way it's gonna work. As you know? soon as I seen him hit the ground, and I was like, that that's the curse. He's always yeah. hurt. Yeah. He always gets hurt and he can't get over that hump. And the perfect opportunity because we get we get there. There's no way in hell we losing to Cleveland. Hell no. No, no way in hell. hell. LeBron is gonna do no. the same shit he did against the Warriors. He's gonna lead both teams in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers, uh all those other advanced statistics that don't even matter, plus minus, all of that. He's going to lead them in all. And it's yeah. not going to do anything except for get him a game, maybe two. That's it. <laughs> the Rockets have a ring. I, I can't. And people I, I people really I tried agree. to argue me saying that Cleveland was going to beat us. No, no, no. Whoa, I'm whoa, whoa. serious. Okay, people no, no, really no. tried to argue with no, me co- saying that Cleveland was going to beat us. Okay, um, come, on, come, on, you know, come on the Summit State of Mind if you guys really think that nah, Cleveland. Because me and the GM can nah, break it down five nah. ways to Sunday as to how <laughs> Cleveland can get those hands. Hey, Cleveland they, go get those hands. They, they, don't want, hey, they don't want those problems. Man. They don't oh, know. They don't really know. They don't really understand. No, they don't. 
They, they don't. don't. It's they true. Don't. It's just, <laughs> I mean, man, I, my, it's like you said, bro, those tears were real. Like, I, yeah. I know my, my girl was like really looking at me. She's like, oh, you really serious about this? Like, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you don't have a team. Your it's favorite player is Le- your favorite player is LeBron. You go wherever LeBron goes. So more than likely, you are gonna see your finals. Me, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm not, it's true. I, I haven't seen a final since I was four. Since and even I was then, four. and even then, I can't just really remember. I have yeah, that's to us. Back. It's the same, bro. You know I'm just saying? like. I just watched old tapes. I was like, old I don't even know what I'm doing. That's it. Look, look, I got something for y'all. Look, this is what I got. This is what I have to look at to remind me oh, of no. what of what used to be. Oh no, we'll do that. Oh my dude. Oh, come. hey, yeah. there of you what, go. Of what used See, to be. Look at boys. I, this is what I have to look at. Our y'all. boy Kenny. See Mario. Was he got Ori? That's yes, the chip. Oh, that is this championship right this there. This is championship right here, man. And this yeah. is anytime I see this, I'm like, it's gonna be one day we're gonna do right by y'all. One day. I we'll don't know here. when. I don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know in when. my lifetime. All I want is I just want one in my lifetime. It. That's all just I ask. One. Just, that's just, all I ask. Just but that's what to say. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, but it's weird, you know. I feel like I, I don't know if you know uh Devin, the, the Mandela effect. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but like it's basically to feel like you live like you feel like at some point you crossed into an alternate universe because I can look at that team. I can look at that 2018 team up and down and I believe in my heart of hearts. Yo, man, that, that that's our title. That's our title. It mm-hmm. wasn't just the fact that if you weren't going into the playoffs of sheer dominance alone, you're talking about that season alone, 65 and 17 dominating every single team we didn't even break a sweat till we got to the conference finals we mm-hmm. we do, we dominated a jimmy butler and carl anthony towns we freaking dominated a donovan mitchell and rudy gobert we made them look like nothing five games yeah. and the crazy so, you know. thing is is that that utah series ricky rubio was letting james harden walk to the basket and james harden was still pulling threes and cashing out like, <laughs> i know i was like what are you doing <laughs> I, I was so i'm so frustrated at that and we went in what five yeah yeah we, we won in five we, we, went in we five. lost game two we lost we game lost two game why two. i don't know it was joe ingles t- i think joe ingles went joe, off like six seven threes i mean we lose we lose game two and literally like james harden never changed you would think the adjustment would be a hey, yeah. harden bro Mm-hmm. They're giving you the lane, and we just stick with our guns. And he's shooting super tough shots. But granted, that's how great he is. He's knocking them down. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, and I'm just sitting here thinking, like Minnesota did that, Utah did that at a higher level, and we really just walked through. There's no way in hell we don't have a title unless yeah, exactly unless I- an injury happens. And sure enough, yep. Like, oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about this, obviously. And and I'm just going to preface it, everybody, by letting y'all know it's coming. It's every, you know, I feel like every guest that comes on the show, every every time it's their first time, we always have to talk about 2018 because it's fresh. It's, it's fresh. It's new. Mm-hmm. It's new. Yeah. And, and, you, and people can assume the argument. And even the GM says that he puts that 2018 team as the greatest Rockets team of all time. He puts you put them above Hakeem's teams, right? I, I, I think so because of the fact of the way the game is granted Hakeem will affect the game in a whole other level but the question is everyone else the talent around Hakeem you know what I mean like these oh, no, players yeah yeah no you, I was I, thinking I, about I, what you were you, I think you were talking about the teams that never won that's oh what yes I was yes yes my bad that was a prior episode yep. it's probably the greatest 
basketball team never to never win it. a championship. I do remember and, hearing you say that. And yes. I think that because I mean, our regular season, we were so dominant and teams couldn't really touch us. And the only time they would is because either we were playing a trap game, you know, we we're playing against mm-hmm. a team that was relatively blah. Well, we had a um, slow start actually to start this. Yeah, well, the slow start to start. People tend to forget. I think we were at 500 in the first like six or seven games of the season. We're like three and three at one yeah. point. So those are yeah. games that were like we could easily went 70. We really it was, an, it was an adjustment tend, period too. People tend to forget too because Paul mm-hmm. gets hurt for a little bit of time. Capella got mm-hmm. hurt for a little bit of time. Harden was the yeah. most, was the only consistent one on the court. But yeah, that, I remember team, our that record, team, we were like forty and one or fifty and yes, one. With the record three. was absurd with all three of them on the court. Like I was just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like no like, offense. It, when you yeah, when you put really? those numbers together, it does. It still doesn't seem real. You yeah, know, it's it like doesn't. that was our team. Because, I mean, it just blows my mind that we were that dominant. And the thing is, when we were watching that team, it didn't really feel like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, because exactly. we're not really, we're, we're having fun, but you're not really soaking in the moment for what it is. And then the playoffs hit, and then we realize how good we really are because we're playing mm-hmm. when it really matters. And I'm just like, dude, this is our team. This is Houston, you know? Crazy. And, yeah, it blew my mind. Like that was that was a time. See, it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. But it's Same. that was a time <laughs> that was just like, dude, that was probably the one of, some of the best times of my life. Because I mean, I told Kenny before, like 2017, the Astros just win the championship, and then as you know, we see Chris Paul and James Harden together at an Astros game, and then 2018, it's like the greatest rock scene. That's probably those eight months were probably the greatest, greatest. time I ever experienced as a sports fan of Houston, you know, like no, nothing will take those, those months away. That was like, I've never had more fun in my life watching any sports teams from Houston. And that was just, yeah, just, it's just life changing, bro. It just made you more appreciative to be from Houston. Hell yeah. bro! I mean, and being, and being in Oklahoma at the time made it even Oh, it made it so much better because we took <laughs> we took Harden from them. Yeah, we took Harden from them. That for oh yes! Oh my, oh my god! I didn't even think oh about that. Goodness, we took Harden from them, and I'm there. Like I'm there throughout the whole time. So I mean, this is, that jersey. Oh, you know, I mean, oh my goodness! I had I had a I had a lot of Rockets apparel beforehand, but as soon as we got Harden, it was around Halloween when I remember because I was at my my yes. boy's house. Yep, yep. And I saw my phone and it said that James Harden is playing for the Rockets. I must have jumped for joy. I was so excited because it was like, uh uh-oh, we got what we needed to get to that that plateau, you know what I'm saying? To get get there, to get to the promised land. Yeah. We we knew he was an all-star. He was an Olympian that summer. And nobody like no we we couldn't have predicted how great he would become. We just knew like this guy's gonna be an all-star. Hundred yep. percent. He had it, you know. Um, but the fact that he went from all-star to like perennial superstar MVP, that's the kind of thing like you we don't get every day. And I understand, man. It's just like it's crazy how fast it goes. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm grateful for the time, but that's man. Crazy, crazy story, real quick. I, Not to I, cut you off, Jay. Uh, now you good, it's bro. crazy. I knew this is when I knew Harden was just it. Lockout year was that 2011? Yes, yeah. Oh, that was 2011. the was that like when he was in Cali playing against Kobe or something? That those pickup games, bro. He went, he went to Drew League. 
Yes, Drew Lee. Before that, though. Before that, mind you, he's still he's still a Thunder. He's still a Thunder. Yep. This is when they had Russ, KD, Harden, Nate Robinson, Daquan Cook. That's when Thunder had all of them. They were Jeff Green. Jeff They were deep. So So we uh, I was playing in a men's league out there, and the lockout's going on, and our men's league was in the playoff game, and or championship game. Mm. We win. And after we won, the person who was over, over the league, she told us, hey, since y'all won, y'all come and play next week to uh, to start the new season. Y'all come play next week, but y'all going to play Nate Robinson, Daquan Cook, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. And I was like, bet I will be. <laughs> End up, we get there, and it's Russ had a prior commitment. Nate Robinson just didn't show Daquan Cook, who was playing in that league just with somebody just to get his run. He I think he ended up having a, another prior engagement, too. So it was just James Harden and his uh, one of his best friends who I later played in college. Mm-hmm. Matching up with James Harden, I literally got to see how great he was going to be, because when I say this man was pulling literally a um, just a little bit, just a hair past half court and cashing out everything. I was like, yeah, this dude is the GOAT. He's he's going to go down as one of the best scorers ever. I mean, I kid you, the score, the score of the game was 96 to 92. We lost by four. I kid you not. James Harden had to have had like 77 or 80. That blows my mind. <laughs> I kid you not. I, I, I wish I was like he had to have had like 77 or 80 points because it was so quick. I mean, he's obviously playing in that NBA, but state of mind, I'm shooting this within 12 seconds. And it was like, oh, get it. And he does the same hop, hop between the legs, yep. hop between the legs, crossover, keep doing that, step back. I'm just like, what? I'm just like, man. <laughs> I, I even I I ended up getting uh getting to go out there and uh, guard him a little bit and I'm just like man this dude is tough and I'm I'm thinking I'm playing great D, I mean I'm there on everything and it's just like mm-hmm. boom wet yeah all right I mean yeah you gotta the get only uh, the only the only thing you can do is to go back go back <laughs> and do it I mean that's that's that was my mindset that whole game oh he scores went right back he came in on that man we were an hour plus in before you told me you. I had to play defense against James Harden. My yeah. God, the second greatest rocket of all time. Come on, hey, man. Yeah, man. It, was, it was a fun. It was a fun time. I got a. I got. I got memory from that. Uh, I That's got, what's up. He hit me up on Twitter after that game, so it was cool. It was oh, cool. okay. Really. So there, okay, there was a little something there. That's good. That's good. Yeah, there's a little something there. But yeah, man, that's that. That's that's when I knew he was gonna be great. And then just to see, you know, see him come in play for us, bring us there. And, you know, we fall short and then ultimately he leaves and, you know, goes on to another super team. It it it, it hurts yeah. thinking about that 2018. But at the same time, I understood why Harden had to go. I, I get it. I completely get it. I just wish he would have gave, you know, would a chance. Well, yeah, you know I what? Agree. Let's 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 end. Let's end this podcast with with a with a quick what if scenario. Let's let me let me let me break this down and then see if if y'all will see what y'all think. Um, let's say Harden stays. Mm-hmm. Let's say Westbrook does not get traded. Let's say Westbrook stays. They mm-hmm. keep the team together. Christian Wood comes on. 
we did not know the NBA was going to be this wide open this season. I mean, we had a feeling, right? But we didn't know LeBron and AD were just going to gas out and get injured, and you know, right. Brooklyn was going to flame out. We, I mean, Brooklyn wouldn't be. I mean, they wouldn't be as dominant regardless. But if you on paper you add Christian Wood to this team with the existence of a Daniel House, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Eric Gordon, the 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 nucleus of the team from last year is still here. And you mm-hmm. add a dominant center like Christian Wood. So I have to ask, I'm going to ask you first, GM, like, where do you see us? Are we a championship contender? Some There are some arguments about some people that will argue that if we just stood pat, if these mm-hmm. guys didn't request getting a trade, we could be here in the conference finals right now. It could be us versus Phoenix. True. What do you think? It's a possibility. I mean, I don't want to say that, okay, because you, you can tell that D'Antoni was done. In 2020, he was done. He is. He, he just started dealing with James. Man. Yo, my man got and off the he, flight. My man got off the flight, and he was already not the coach. Like, come on, 24 yeah, hours didn't even pass. It's crazy. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say this. Okay, so let's say, for example, that Doc still leaves the Clippers, and because yeah. we did interview Teron Lu, we interviewed Sam Cassell, and and who uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this. I think that we will be a title contender if. We hired Teron Lu. If Teron Lu leaves the Clippers and we bring him here, I see him as somebody that is respectable enough to keep James in check to the point where it's like, hey man, the defense is giving you this. Like how Devin was saying before, you know, like how Rubio was giving him the lane. I think someone like a Teron Lu who is able to get LeBron James, anybody, like, but LeBron James to listen to him and let allow him to guide him. I yep. think Harden would be forced to listen and Westbrook would just fall in line while fall in line, man. Westbrook is a good soldier, man. Let's not get it twisted. He plays a certain way, but he plays for the team and he puts, he pours his heart out. Mm-hmm. I think that we would, we could possibly be there with the right coach barring James staying healthy. Cause we know he hurt his hamstring right. um, Westbrook, you know, getting back to his form before, uh, before COVID and Christian Wood key. staying healthy. Oh man, like PJ Tucker would stay. We know that. Um, so things would have been so different and so many different things could have changed, but the way the NBA played out now, I think we would have ended up beating the Clippers, to be honest with you. I mean, granted Paul George had the game of his life against, uh, who did they play? I forgot. Uh, Utah. Utah. And so, you know, like I wouldn't depend on that. Let's be real here. But I think that we were, we would have been a better team. We probably would have been the four or five range. Mm-hmm. granted but i think we would have been able to take out the clippers we would have been able to take out the jazz the jazz never scared me i never believed them to be a number one seed you know how i feel ken how i felt about yeah. jazz but <laughs> if it was us against the it's Suns, utah it's utah yeah it's let's utah. be real salt lake city eh. but you know against against they just got mormons real, man though. that's all they got but, but i mean you know like, like, it's like that matchup it was like what phoenix houston bro booker CP3, Jay Crowder, Aiton. They're like a mirror, mirror squad of 2018 almost to a sense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like bit. I don't think we would have had the firepower to beat Phoenix the way Devin Booker plays, considering how hard and like he'll have his good games, but he doesn't change it or go the extra gear in the fourth quarter. You, you know, you, you saying that about Phoenix, I never really thought about that until now. Mm-hmm. That is definitely the mirror team of 2018. Because Aiton's like, 
he's like a more I wouldn't say athletic more he's athletic. a more he's a more skilled. Skilled. he can shoot he's the ball he's a, he's he's a more, more polished yes. more skilled big than Capella is yes, yes. and Devin Booker's and Devin Booker's coachable let's just be real here he's young enough he's humble <clears throat> yeah. he's humble enough he's coachable he can run off the ball so you know I Good point. Good point. Well, I, Kobe DNA, bro. Yeah, Kobe, it is Kobe DNA. DNA. <laughs> Rest in peace, twenty four. But um, oh, I, I gotta ask you. Uh, I gotta ask you, flight. So, same question, bouncing back to you. So, if that team had existed here with Christian Wood, how far do you think they get? Man, I I, I agree with with Justin. Man, I, I really feel like we are. Uh, you know, obviously, I will say D'Antoni's gone, regardless. Yeah, no. He, if we he was he was out. Go. He's if go. I, I agree, if we do grab Tyron Lue, I also believe Sam Cassell is also in that same uh, yes, respectable see, I range. I agree with uh, you in regards Tyron, to why he's not a be, coach. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But also him being a former Rocket at that also would have pulled a lot of weight uh, within mm-hmm. the Rockets organization and those players would have been able to respect that. I mean, because, I mean, you talk to a lot of the OGs of the game. I mean, a lot of OG point guards said some of their toughest matchups was Sam Cassell. Yeah, Sam, I am, and I mean, I know he has. I know he has that respect in the league. So if we would have had either one of them as a coach, with you know everybody staying, Russ being a lot of people, I don't know how many times I have to say this. I would see on Twitter uh, how people would just bash Russ, and and especially in the bubble, like people don't realize Mm -hmm. we rushed. We literally thought we were going to walk through the thunder, which. I, I knew we weren't going to walk through the thunder, especially if Lou Dort was playing, because that's James Harden's kryptonite. To me. Yeah, true. true. We, the, he, we thought that we were going to walk through the thunder, and that way Russ could just rest. We'll be fine by the time. He'll be fine by the time. No, we started. We get to the point to where, oh, we may lose this series. we got to bring Russ back. He's not even fully healthy. People mm-hmm. saw that Russ and be like, man, now we knew that Russ and, and Harden would work together with the Rockets. Failing nah, to man. realize that in January, going all the way up to All-Star game, Mans was averaging 30. Yeah. He was pulling MVP numbers. He was I, putting up MVP numbers. Yeah. And literally, Dan Tony said, you know what? You play you. Everybody else will play within the system. And sure enough, mm-hmm. he's not. he goes from pulling nine threes to pulling two, yep. but shooting at a higher clip and still getting damn near triple-double numbers, along with James Harden doing the same thing. Yep. So, I mean, like, if that team would have stayed together, Russ is healthy, and Russ playing back in his form that he was mm-hmm. prior to COVID, James Harden being James Harden, you keep Capella and don't go small, you keep you get Christian Wood. Oh, I, man. I, I mean, and you know what I, the funny thing is? If you think about it, I don't mean to cut you off, but if you think no. about it too, Russell Westbrook, you can keep him playing inside. You can – Christian Wood can chill from three. He doesn't need Absolutely. to go in. Exactly. Absolutely. Because that now system you, still works. <laughs> it still works. You drag him out, dribble drive, they collapse. Oh, okay, let me just hit Christian Wood. <laughs> or let me hit Harden. Like, yep. let me, or let me hit Gordon. I, I mean, there's so many options, man. We had it. And I really think that we're a championship contender team. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I think there is a chance. I, I really do. Especially yeah. with Sam Cassell and Tyron Lue as a coach. Yeah, I agree. I agree with both of y'all, but I'm gonna take it one step further, man. I think we could beat Phoenix. Yeah, if I lose the coach, if Ty lose the coach, if Ty lose the coach, and they're buying into that system, and they buy and they buy it along with Russell Westbrook and letting him continue, mm-hmm. hit, they don't get hurt. Obviously, health is such a huge factor. But Christian Wood, man, that's your third. 
He's a cheat code, man. He's a cheat code, bro. He's a third option. Yeah. He got a high motor too. I mean, he's he's a he could he's could man. I could see him having one of those like 25 and like 14 type of years. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, next year. And you know, oh, for sure. if he stays healthy, he stays healthy. Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, because like, especially with how the game is going, obviously the three ball is becoming very dominant for everybody on the court. Yep. He, he his touch, he's able to handle the rock for his size. Like even when he does post up, he has a nice touch when he goes over that left shoulder. I mean, he can fade away. I'm the man is he is good. It's just nobody's gonna know why because we were what 17 and two, 65 <laughs> or so. Like nobody, nobody's gonna know because we were so yeah, bad yeah, this year. Yeah. But Christian Wood, he he could have a 25, 14, 25, 15 type of year. He's that type of player. So quietly, quietly, quietly. Sure, and yeah, if he was sure. our third option going against mm-hmm. Phoenix, I think it will come down to not the players on the court, but who's going to make the right adjustments between Monty yep. and Tyron Luke. Yep. Execution, man. Execution. Yeah. That's what it will come down to, man. So, mm-hmm. I, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with you. Uh, Kenny, I couldn't disagree with you in saying that. Oh no, we'll lose the Phoenix. Like, no, I could, yeah, we, we will probably be. Yeah, for sure. We got to, man. Well, with that so, note, man. Oh, go ahead. Do you have anything? Oh no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Well, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and end the uh, this this podcast here. Devin, man, I appreciate man. you coming on, man. Thank you so you much. Guys. I appreciate you, <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it was fun, in, bro. I appreciate it was fun. Like I said, man, I was looking forward to it when when Justin hit me up about it, man. This was this is great, man. I I appreciate the love. I appreciate what y'all doing. I I really see this blowing up, especially in the city. And it's got to oh, blow man. up in the city. We appreciate you, bro. What y'all doing and the knowledge y'all dropping and the gems that y'all drop. I know a lot of people don't even know this, man. So I'm sure that the podcast is going to fall in the right hands and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bigger than what y'all expect. man. So well, I, I appreciate y'all getting me on. We feeling that love, you, bro. Thank you, yeah. man. Yeah, most definitely, man. First, most first definitely. of many, I'm gonna get, we're gonna get you back. We're gonna get back on, Devin. I can already oh, see you being definitely. a fan favorite. You already oh, know, man. man. We most didn't even definitely. get to play a. We didn't even get to play a game. I always like to end on a game with my guests. Yeah. I didn't get to play a game, so you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna get you most, back on. For sure, man. Y'all just let me know, and we'll make <laughs> it happen for sure. For sure, brother. But I, I, I want to also announce that you, you had your Twitch on the entire time. You got a few plugs yeah. for the. For the people listening? Uh, yeah, man. So, like, I started journeying into content creation, working on that. And uh, I am on Twitch uh, at uh, Vino Flight 2XV. Uh, that's V-I-N-O Flight 2XV uh, on Twitch. Um, and then Instagram is Vino underscore Flight. Facebook, Devin White. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I am on Twitch. I'm either going to be speaking. When I do my pod, it's a an uh, array of topics, whether it could be just I have a guest on the show, which I'm going to have to get y'all guys on one day. Uh, Please. Either Absolutely. a guest on the show or it's just me just speaking on how important, you know, uh, mental health is and uh, making sure that you're keeping yourself happy and making sure that you're keeping yourself first because especially in this climate, a lot of people tend to put their mental in the rear uh, and got to be able to make sure that you good first, because if you're not good, then nothing else that you want to do is going to be able to fall in line. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not anybody special. I'm not a celebrity by any means, but I believe that, you know, if the people that do follow me, the people that do watch it, 
if I'm doing that pod and they may be going through something and I'm speaking on that, maybe it'll help them out or maybe it get them in the right direction to start making sure they take care of their mental. So that, that's really what I'd be speaking on when I do a pod. If I'm not doing a pod, I'm, I'm getting smoked on call of duty or whatever. Video <laughs> I'm playing. So, yeah. <laughs> so I will say, if you come this way, you catch me playing the game. It's going to be some content. You're going to laugh. You're definitely going to laugh. So. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we do definitely have listeners that do that do uh, watch Twitch. So I'm sure they're definitely going to be a big fans of that. So we'll definitely pull them your way for sure. I appreciate that. And and I got to I got to tell you, man, you know, to end off on the pod as well. We hoop. We hoop every Friday night. I don't know if the GM told you we hoop every Friday. When you come down to Houston, you tell us and say no more. You got it. You got, you know, we don't have a single dude. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we have a single six footer on the court. My man, you no, we do we have one. We have, we have one. one. Who's the six, six footer? footer? I thought Kyle's six foot at least. Uh, I guess. Our, 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 our five our 11 with shoes Matt on. Bullard. I guess. Matt Bullard, you know, <laughs> we're, we're very, te- it's a very team oriented basketball right there. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, hey, if it's a team oriented game, I'm going to be a part of it. Yes. <laughs> I'm not I'm not about the oh we'd I love mean, to have you bro. I'm, I'm not we'd about shooting 30 or 40. Now if I had to, I can. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I can't, but I'm I'm I like to I like to let everybody get their rocks off too. I wanted to there be you go. There you, go. you gotta get you, so, we're gonna get you gentleman. on it for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> man. Gentleman. <laughs> gentleman. Maybe that should have been maybe it shouldn't be flight anymore. The nickname should man. be the gentleman. Gentleman, the gentleman, exactly. Oh, and I will I will welcome that with open arms too. I will welcome that. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. Yeah, I'm gonna introduce it, him as the gentleman. <laughs> I, I will welcome that with open arms. I'm gonna go ahead and post it, the gentleman too. So uh, but yeah, most definitely next time I'm in Houston, we definitely uh, we'll link up for sure. Up. Gotta, it's oh, been too for sure. So you already know, bro. Yeah, man. absolutely, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Big time, big time. Shout outs to Devin Flight White, aka the gentleman. That's right. I'm already putting yes, the plug sir. out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Of course, man. Of course. Thank you. That is right. Big time. Thank you to Devin White, aka the gentleman. That's right. Changed his nickname on the fly. He's not Flight anymore. He's the gentleman. He was definitely a gentleman for coming on the podcast to tell us his story, to be able to give him this platform. It meant a lot to myself and the GM to be able to do that. And we appreciated hearing it. And we hope you all appreciate hearing it too. It's, it was a grind. It's a story. And it's a story that we believe needed to be told. So we're really happy that he was able to use this platform to tell his story. So we thank him for that. And we thank each and every one of y'all that have continued to support us from day one like Devin and you know we can we will hope that you can continue to support us as well follow us on instagram right now at someone state of mind underscore pod over 100 followers we're so happy about that continually growing in our podcast so please give us a follow there or give us a follow as well on twitter at summit som pod we also put our great content as well we are active there now we are also so excited that the rockets have the number two overall pick that's right the number two overall pick so there's definitely going to be future episodes coming in terms of the draft, who we're going to scout, who we, we want, who myself and the GM want. We didn't announce that today because we're going to save that for a future episode. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to be breaking down each player in the future and definitely who we think Rafael Stone and the Houston Rockets should pick. So be on the lookout for that. With that said, shout outs to our podcast friends that have been doing it big. Shots and Thoughts are officially back. 
big time shout outs to the boys for doing big things they just prop- pumped out the latest episode shots and thoughts aka snt pod so give them a follow give them a listen they do great stuff also shout outs to the sports trap podcast as well for doing big things not just houston rockets talk but they cover all of houston sports so give them a follow as well with this pandemic going on once again we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel we really appreciate that vaccines are rolling out it's fantastic we all we're all getting it now be sure that if you're not feeling well please make sure you're wearing a mask and be sure to wash your hands for 20 seconds as well once again every tuesday we come out with a new episode tuesday you know what that means a brand new episode of the summit state of mind so remember every tuesday pumping out new episodes pumping out new content all for each and every one of y'all with that said on the sign off we'll see you next tuesday take care the summit for, 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 for life